as the security check against your Amazon account has been suspended. Please click on the following link to provide your information. If we do not receive a response to our verification attempt within the next 24 hours, we will permanently suspend your account. Sincerely, Amazon Incorporated. Sound familiar? Let's go! Good morning, Chet, and how are you today? I'm doing great now that our hardware, uh, hardware problems seem to be halfway under control. Well, halfway. We're still not. <laughs> we're hoping this is going to come out since we can't really hear what we're doing. So. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. I love hardware problems. So let's get, uh, let's get into it. Um, first of all, let's talk a little bit about these, all these texts and emails that I know that you're getting, I'm getting, and I'm assuming most of our members are getting, too. Yes, uh, I, I would say that's probably true. Um, I, I am just uh, kind of at my wit's end with some of these messages that are coming in. The last couple of days, I have just been swamped literally with messages telling me my Amazon account is frozen. Uh, I have to click a link to immediately go and fix my Amazon account. And uh, the one I got this morning, if I don't do it within 48 hours, the world will end. Uh, everyone will die. And, uh, you know, as soon as I delete one of those, another one pops up again. It, it just, uh, right now, they're just ridiculous. And then uh, shortly after I got the last one of those this morning, I got another one uh, from some medical outfit saying uh, that I had scheduled an appointment for 102518, <laughs> and that before I could show up at my appointment, I had to fill out a whole lot of paperwork and click here to fill out the paperwork. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing you're healthy because you could be gone by now. <laughs> I mean, uh, this stuff is getting to be ridiculous. And, and the, the biggest concern I have is that, especially seeing these same messages repeated time after time after time, uh, people falling for the, that and saying, geez, there must be really something wrong because they keep sending me the same message. And I, I think it's really important that people realize that these are just spamming attacks, that there's nothing really going on. Um, and if you look at the link that they want you to click on, it has nothing to do with Amazon. Amazon.com doesn't list in the link anywhere. Uh, and if you go in, log directly into your Amazon account. So go into your web browser, Safari or Firefox or Chrome, whatever you're using, type in Amazon.com and then log in through that. It will immediately tell you if there's a problem with your account and you will know that that information is accurate and true and not somebody trying to spoof you. Um, and uh, I've checked my Amazon account several times. I use it all the time. There's absolutely nothing uh, showing up when I log directly into Amazon. Everything is working fine. Well, the problem with a text is not it's not as easy to determine if it's valid because in an email you can actually see where the address is coming from. That's right. With a text you can't. Sometimes you can get an address uh, the, where it came from, and in a lot of cases you're just seeing a five-digit number show up. Uh, so however those are being sent... Um, and I, I just don't know what we do to stop this kind of stuff. Uh, I've turned on the uh, ability to filter known and unknown uh, numbers on my text, so these at least go into the unknown category, but still a couple times a day I'm getting these kind of messages. Uh, and uh, just uh, please, 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 people, don't fall for these. Do not click a link that you find in a text message or an email message. 
just don't do it. Don't call a telephone number that they give you. Uh, you know, go directly to your account, log into your account directly, uh, or look up the telephone number and call the telephone number and tell them you have a security question, and they'll be happy to help you. But please don't fall for these things because they get your login credentials and, uh, and so forth. Yeah, I've, I've sent a message out to uh, the members today to, to be on the uh, lookout for these things and Good. You know, not, to, uh, <clears throat> not to fall for that, just to contact the individual vendor. Um, same thing with a, a phone call. You yes. know, get a call and just politely say, well, you know what, I, I, I don't know if this is real or not. I'm going to call, call them directly yeah. and just hang up. So you can't, you can't be too safe with all this stuff. They'll, they'll get inside, to, you know, hack into your computer and cause all kinds of damage. Well, I'm a little bit frustrated, too, because it, it was my understanding that the uh, FCC had been given the authority by Congress to be able to go after some of these things and shut them down uh, a year or so ago, uh, a year and a half ago, I guess now, is, is what I heard, and uh, nothing seems to be coming out of that. Why aren't they going after these people and shutting them down? Um, you know, yeah. t turn off, if they're coming in from outside the country, turn off the link that's carrying that signal into the country, mm -hmm. and then the, the people that are providing and managing that link, if they start getting shut down, they'll start blocking this. Yeah, if anything, it seems to have picked up, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, lately. I mean, uh, I was looking at the number of junk emails that I've got, and I went through uh, a month or so ago and cleaned out all my junk emails, and I was noticing I got 2,700 junk <laughs> emails that, uh, you know, I put things into junk, and right. uh, they, my uh, systems are looking at it, and my laptops and stuff are looking at it, and they're saying, okay, this is junk. Put it in the junk table. Um, so it's it's just out of control at this point in time yeah it is uh well i'd like to get into a little bit of we're going to be on our new format of meetings where we have round tables and we actually do some hands-on work uh, i just want to get into like when you have a problem determining what how serious that problem is yes the steps that you go through um you try to resolve it yourself then maybe uh, call an app to Apple support, but the the very first thing you want to do is try to see if you can resolve it yourself. Right. So what? Walk us through the the steps there, Jeff. What, what at what point do we f throw up our hands and say, I, I need to call Apple? Well, the the first thing is that you really have to determine is there something wrong. Uh, and one of the the things that uh, can happen in in I came up with a new phrase for it. You've been updated. <laughs> You've been updated. The, the thing is that when you, when you go to use uh, your iPhone or an iPad or even a MacBook uh, or, you know, any Apple equipment, uh, what is telling you that something is wrong? In other words, did you do something that you have done in the past and always got result A, Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you did it and you got result Z instead. Uh, is that the thing that makes you think there's something wrong? What, what exactly is the problem? And so that's kind of the first line of defense is to say, did it just change so it is different? Or is there another step I have to go through now that I never had to go through before? Do I have to click a button I didn't have to click before? Uh, or is there actually something wrong? Mm -hmm. In other words, I tried to access my bank and it came back and says, you don't have an Internet connection. Uh, we can't do that because we can't connect to the Internet or something like that. You know, so what, what is the thing that makes you think there's a problem? 
The other thing I would recommend to people is when they are looking at the page on their device that they think is the problem, please take a screenshot of that page before you do anything at all. Take a screenshot. You can ask Siri to do that for you. If you know what buttons to push, you can push the buttons yourself to do it. But take a screenshot. It will go into your photo library in the album called Screenshots and that we can take a look at so that everybody knows, uh, you know, if you do need to get help, everybody can look at it and say, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about. Right. The, uh, the next uh, piece after that is if, if you still aren't getting what you expect, what application are you trying to run? In other words, are you running Safari or Chrome as a web browser and you're trying to access a web page that has a web app on it, and is that the thing that's not working? Or is this an app that you went to the App Store and installed on your device? And somebody can say, well, how in the world do I know that? And Well, it's what button did you push on the screen? Or which icon did you touch? But another thing you can do is uh, if you have one of the uh, iPhones that have the home button on the bottom, the older phones that have the home button, or uh, the uh, you can double tap the home button, or on one of the newer devices, you swipe up from the bottom, hold your finger in the center of the screen for a couple of seconds, and that will show you what's running in the background. And one of the things you can do is look at the rightmost item listed in those lists, and that's the application that was active on your screen when you pushed the buttons or ran your finger up and held it in the middle. That's the application that was causing you the problems. Its name, it'll show you a copy of the screen that was displayed, but up above, in the upper left-hand corner, right above that display, it will tell you the name of that app. So that's one of the things is figure out what it was that was causing the problem. And that's, that's the biggest stuff right there is to look at that. Uh, then one of the things is if you got a lot of things running in the background, shut them all down. Right. right. And then launch the app again and see if that took care of your problem. If that doesn't take care of the problem on an iPhone or an iPad, reboot it. Okay. And you need to look at uh, your documentation or, or uh, stop by the help lab and let us help you reboot if you're not sure how to do that. Uh, but actually restart your device and see if that causes the problem to go away. In a lot of cases, that will cause it. Uh, the one thing is don't panic. The chances of you being hacked are so slim right. that uh, that is so far down the list of things to worry about that that's not an issue, uh, seriously. Uh, Another thing uh, you can add into the equation is if they've had a recent software update. Yes. And then you could actually Google to see if anybody else are, is having seeing the that same, same problem. Same issues, right? Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, a lot of times, though, uh, or most of the time, I guess, in those situations, it isn't a case of the application failing as much as it is that you misunderstand what's been changed or how you go about doing something. Uh, and one of the things I've been finding lately is it's a case of people remember how they used to do it before, and they're trying to do it the same way. And in a lot of cases, that's changed. And uh, you need to back off a little bit from trying to figure out how you do it and think about what you were trying to actually do and see if there's a different way for that to happen now. And that means reading the screen and paying a great deal of attention to the prompts and the, the text that's on the screen. And it may just be if you've, uh, like I said, been updated. Right, right, right. <laughs> it might just be that uh, this is the way they change the application for a very specific uh, reason, uh, and uh, you just don't realize that it's changed. 
So again, it's kind of a case of, you know, what is really the problem? What, what's really wrong? Is there something really wrong or is it just different? Well, that's a great piece of advice is to take a screenshot because a lot of times you'll go into to things like accessibility and want to change a few things around and it doesn't work the way you expected it. So then you forgot what, what it looked it like before oh, yes. you started. So yeah. that, that's, that's a great tip to do and I hope everybody... Yeah, you, you're 100% re- correct, Gary. If you're going to make a change in settings, take a picture first. Right, right. You need to get back to where you were when it was working. So. That's your your only way back is is that picture. And I know you've, you've said that at, at numerous meetings, but, you know, unfortunately a lot of people can't make those meetings for some reason. So, yeah, I hope they listen to this, though. But anyway, that's a great piece of advice. Well, yeah, in, in fact, uh, there are YouTube videos about people that uh, do restoration, uh, rebuilds, and things of uh, junk that they picked up off of uh, yard sales and so forth. <laughs> and uh, I have heard in a number of those, in fact, I was watching one where uh, some guy was repairing a watch. And it was a different uh, style watch than he'd ever repaired before. And he said that he goes back and looks at the videos he's shooting that you wind up seeing mm-hmm. uh, to see how he took it apart. <laughs> because in some cases, they don't remember. Right. So they take photographs and they shoot videos. Uh, and that's how these guys know how to put things back together again. So the fact that uh, you know we're recommending you take a picture before you make a change is not an unusual thing to do. No, that's a good tip, too. Or uh, anybody that's tinkering around with anything and taking things apart, you take a video. Take a video. Well, I think that's going to about do it for today, Chet. Um, We're still a little way out from our uh, next meeting. And hopefully we're going to have the new table leaders. Uh, We'll have a meeting with them shortly. Good. I hope everybody is well, and thanks for tuning in today. And so with that, I'm going to say goodbye. And hopefully everything worked. Absolutely.